This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's Taz and Jim, and hard to believe it's been five years since Scott Weiland passed away, Jim. Mm. Yesterday marked the anniversary of his death. He died December the 3rd, 2015. You had his former bandmates from Velvet Revolver and, of course, Stone Temple Pilots uh, posting pictures on social media, paying tribute to the late frontman. Underrated. I think for all the credit Scott Weiland got, I feel like he was one of the more underrated rock frontmen of the 1990s. And I don't know if it's because he struggled so much with drugs and alcohol and addiction and some people uh, gave him the label as difficult over his career. Yeah, maybe. But I would say that's almost romanticized in rock and roll. True. You know, do, do you agree, little... though, that he's underrated? I, well, I do, but I, I'm i a huge STP fan. In college, I had to do a, a project on one band and do like a music thing. I chose Stone Temple Pilots. I love them, but I think they were kind of got a lot of flack because they came after Nirvana and Alice in Chains and kind of had that jam, sand, right. yeah, sound. Everyone was like, oh, it's another Pearl Jam yeah. ripoff. So I don't think they got a lot of credit as they weren't necessarily pioneers, but I think what they did in that genre was amazing. I am smelling like a rose that somebody gave me cause I'm dead and If you listen to Stone Temple Pilots, like the greatest hits for an hour, hour 15 minutes, it's incredible the songs that these guys put out and uh, Scott Weiland definitely missed. It's cool to see that his son is carrying on the family business. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, his son is 20 years old now. Um, His name is uh, Noah Weiland, and he's in a band with London Hudson, Slash's son. Okay. And Robert Tarillo's son, the uh, the bassist for Metallica, Ty Tarillo, hmm. plays bass. They've got a new uh, single that they released. It's called Long Awaited. She tries hard to get me. That's wild for sure. Found dad's megaphone, right? Remember he used to sing through the megaphone yeah. all the time? That's pretty cool. That's funny. It's a super group of kids. And they all kind of look, you can tell who's who. (laughs) (laughs) They all kind of look like their parents. Here's Scott Weiland's son. Five years since we lost one of the greats. Are you doing okay today, Jim? Yeah. Have you done anything exciting this week at all? Went out for dinner on Wednesday. Hold on. Where's this news coming from? Every day I ask you what's new, and you never brought up... You didn't ask me yesterday. Oh, I missed one day. The (laughs) one day... (laughs) One day I don't ask you what you did last night. Exactly. And you did something, Mm -hmm. finally. Where'd you go for dinner? Hunter & Co. Okay. Wine Wednesday. 
Yeah, yeah. This is with Sarah, your girlfriend, I'm assuming? Yeah, half price bottles of wine. And how many did you crush? Just one. Just just the one. Had some oysters. That's pretty good. Good. That's an aphrodisiac dinner. So they claim. Doesn't make me horny. I no? gotta be honest. No. Not that I've noticed. Is it rude for me to ask if it worked for Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. I'm surprised that you, you eat oysters after. I thought you might have a shellfish allergy after your shrimp incident at that golf tournament a it, couple of years ago. It was a whiskey incident. The oysters agree with you. They just don't get you horned up. Yeah, like I, not that I've significantly noticed, enough to call them an aphrodisiac. The wine, maybe. <laughs> maybe you're not eating enough oysters. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get two orders, buddy. I just, you know, swallowing a giant loogie just doesn't get me going, you know, for whatever reason. Some people are into it. I guess so. <laughs> oysters and wine, living the high life. You know it. My wife and I, it was our uh, our five-year wedding anniversary a couple weekends ago, and we spent the night at uh, an inn with a spa and a restaurant, and we had a wonderful night. Had a little charcuterie. Yep. You like some charcuterie, Jim? Had one on Wednesday, too. Had a little charcuterie. Charcuterie action. <laughs> yeah, I don't chicoots mind charcuterie. Charcuterie can be disappointing, depending on where you go. I feel like it's more of a at-somebody's-house party. Yeah, serving you, thing. It's at some restaurants they they're pretty chintzy with the chikoots. Yeah, and it's you know it's hard to screw it up. It's a pretty simple you know effort by the restaurant. I appreciate it. You know, just like putting out breadsticks or something simple. But it, I've never been blown away by a charcuterie board. I've been to a restaurant where I've been really disappointed by a charcuterie board, and you, you paid I don't know twenty five bucks for something, and it comes out, and it's like. Not even good, like summer sausage. Mm-hmm. They serve you like uh, lunch meat, ham. It's like, what is this? I don't <laughs> want this. Is this out of a Lunchables? Yeah, Where's the crackers? Open up, they open up a Lunchables <laughs> and dump it on a piece of wood. Mm. Here's your charcuterie board. <laughs> we have some Dunkaroos for dessert. But we had a, such a nice time. We're like, why don't we do this more often? So we have decided in the Taz household that once a week, my wife and I are going to have a bottle of wine. And uh, a nice romantic charcuterie board, mm-hmm. and and spend some time talking to each other. Tonight we've set aside some time to do that. It'll be interesting to see how long this lasts before it dies off. <laughs> how long the talk lasts before you turn on the TV or no, the, the tradition? I, well, I mean the tradition. Yeah. Do you think we're gonna still be doing charcuterie boards next week? I think you guys will be, I don't even think it's going to happen tonight. I think you guys are going to be so tired. Yeah, once the kids go to bed. <laughs> it's so true. Tradition starts next week. Tomorrow, Saturday Night Live should be interesting. I know a lot of people speculating as to who's going to play that drunk-sounding voter fraud witness in Michigan. <laughs> uh, that girl's awesome. You see this, Jim? Yeah. A woman named uh, Melissa Carone is a contract worker for Dominion Voting Services. She was being questioned by a Michigan State Republican with uh, Rudy Giuliani, Trump's lawyer, sitting next to her when she started getting aggressive speaking over him. The poll book is completely off. Off by 30,000? I'd say that poll book is off by over 100,000. 
Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? My question then is if the Yes, how many wait what about what about how what what, what about the turnout rate? A hundred and twenty percent? Let's let Representative Johnson ask his pleasure question. <laughs> My question here is why we're not seeing the poll book off by thirty thousand votes. That that's not the what case. What did you guys do? Take it and uh do something crazy to it? <laughs> <laughs> The favorite to play her on SNL is, is Cecily Strong, who you may have seen on Weekend Update doing a character called The Girl at the Party You Wish You Hadn't Started a Conversation With. So are you excited about the holidays? Excited? I'm repulsed, Seth. All this commercialism around Christmas, it's an outrage. It's a tragedy. It's like, <laughs> what are we even doing? And like, why? And like, don't. You need to wake up and smell the music, Seth. There are homeless people out there who can't even pay their mortgages. Is that what George Washington had in mind when he started America? It's like, read something, Seth. Learn a book. Pretty darn close. That's good. It's almost like she can't do it because she already has that character. I say they bring Amy Poehler back. She Amy would probably Poehler do a great job. Good. Yeah. And uh, you can work in the uh, the Rudy Giuliani fart as well. Apparently during the Michigan hearing, uh, a microphone picked up a noise. Many are speculating that it was Giuliani cutting the cheese. Listen carefully. Judge for yourself. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Well, you probably know the truth. Sound like a chair squeaking to you, Jim? No, or? no that's what I, my initial gut thought was, but that... It's almost hmm. a juicy one. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Are you, well, you sure probably know our the reporter truth. just wasn't removing his microphone and that's the sound that came out? You're right, yeah. <laughs> Giuliani's uh, shorts are juicier than his sideburns. <laughs> He's got he's got brown running down his face and his leg. <laughs> what a wild two months for Giuliani. Yeah. It's been crazy. He has he's been embarrassed a couple times. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Here's another reason why you may want to shop local. The police are putting out a bunch of warnings about shopping online. Uh, police in London, Ontario say that Porch pirates are just going wild. Already in the month of December, they've seen a 36% increase in people stealing packages off front porches. It's it's only the 4th of December. Mm. It's four days in, and they've seen a 36% increase over the same type of crime in the month of December from last year. Yeah, the final week leading up to Christmas is going to be the, the bonanza time probably because that's when all the packages are coming. So it's probably going to increase twice as much as that, the thefts. Police are saying if you are a victim, let them know about it. Maybe get one of those doorbells with the, with the camera in it mm-hmm. if you're ordering a lot of packages because it is a crime that is becoming increasingly popular with scam artists. Yeah, I don't think my... Should I set up my Home Alone booby trap again at front test? <laughs> <laughs> that I tried to stop some kids from knocking on my door on uh, Halloween. <laughs> what was that? It was a that trip was, wire, right? It was a trip. It was a trip metal bar. Well, the problem is it was a guy, trip curtain iron. The guy that's delivering the package comes before the thief, so you're true. You, you may end up taking out a, a FedEx guy or a UPS person. Or, yeah, he gets tarred and feathered. <laughs> 
Yeah, do not dig the pit with the spikes on the bottom of it, Jim. Cover it with leaves. I would love to catch somebody on camera, though. Chase him out of the house. Oh, it'd be great to be... catch him in person. Yeah. You open the door, right? What the hell are you doing on my porch? Yeah. I mean, like getting their like license plate or something, something incriminating would be so satisfying and then giving it to the cops. I always enjoy, and I'm not encouraging this, but on YouTube, we've seen some videos of people like booby trapping packages. So they'll put like a stink bomb or a glitter bomb mm-hmm. in a box and they'll leave it on their porch until a porch pirate comes along and steals it. And then they'll detonate it and the thing will explode. <laughs> <laughs> their vehicle will smell yeah. like a skunk <laughs> or be, be covered in glitter. Yeah. It'd be fun to like wire one up. You know, if you ever touch an electric fence at a farm, it's it doesn't hurt you, but it certainly startles you. So it'd be funny to put like a little metal, uh, I don't know, ring around the, the, the box so that if you touched it anywhere, <laughs> you'd get an immediate zap. Again, Jim. I'm not saying, hey, hey. There's I'm not neighborhood saying do it. kids you got to worry about. <laughs> There's your dog, Bruce. You don't want accidentally uh, electrocute Bruce. True. But if I put a sign on it that says, please do not steal, anybody who's <laughs> touching it, then that is, you know, you've crossed the line. We are not encouraging that behavior. People going to be craving physical human contact once we can get out there and COVID-19's done. Hopefully it happens sooner than later. This is an idea that I could invest in, Jim. I think okay. this this sounds brilliant. A woman named Kimberly in Dallas, Texas, is opening a new business on Monday called the Tickle Bar. Okay, I think I see where this is going. By appointment only, you show up, you get a glass of wine, and then you're escorted into a tickle tent. You can choose to go shirt on or shirt off. You choose the style of tickling you want, hair play, back tickles, or both. 25 to 50 minute sessions, 40 bucks for a short session, $60 for a long one, and what? you can get professionally tickled. I don't get, isn't tick, tickling fundamentally uncomfortable and annoying? Isn't that the whole, like who likes being tickled? Some people are into it. Some people are into it. Some people are into watching people get tickled. That might be if they put some bleachers in this place. Yeah, you get charge ad- admission for. There was there's a documentary called Tickled. Have you heard of it? Have you seen it? It does sound kind of familiar, but what's it about? It's creepy. It's about a competitive tickling league, <laughs> <laughs> and like it, there's some dark twists and turns to the story. It's good. It's a documentary Tickled. If you're interested in in finding out more about the uh, the world of tickling no i hate being tickled i it's I, I i i don't get it but i guess there is a, a creepy audience for anything you know why is it creepy that's not watching nice to other say. people getting tickled sure why is that creepy? It makes me uncomfortable getting tickled liking liking someone tickling you you think that's creepy too i guess if it's all consensual. no that's not, if it's all consensual i think that's fine but when you said you know watching i, I was picturing like a one-way mirror <laughs> like at a police station or something like that. But I guess if it's bleachers and everybody's cool with Everybody it. Everybody knows, yeah. Yeah. You want to watch someone get tickled? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do you like tickling? Do I? No, not really. If you had to choose between being the tickly or the tickler, which would you go with? I'd rather be the tickler for sure. Okay. Yeah, my girlfriend is incredibly ticklish. And, you know, if I touch her anywhere on the lower stomach, like the sides of her stomach, she loses it. 
And do you enjoy doing that? No, I hate it. It's annoying. And because, like, I'll put my hand around her waist, like, just randomly, not thinking of it. She's like, eee! Relax. You should charge admission. Let people come watch that. (laughs) Get a two way mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Stream it online. Put it on Twitter. This is a big announcement yesterday. Warner Brothers announced that all of the movies they have on slate for release in 2021 are going to be released on HBO Max, the streaming service, the same day that they hit movie theaters. This is an unprecedented move, and to talk about that, we're joined by the CEO, president of Cinema Guzzo in Quebec, Vince Guzzo. He's a uh, former uh, Western Mustang, and he is one of the dragons on Dragon's Den. Good morning, Vince. How are you guys? Good, man. I, I was curious, as soon as I saw this news, I'm like, I got to find out what Vince thinks about this. Are you ticked off to hear that Warner Brothers is making this move to release all their movies, like big big films like The Matrix 4, Godzilla vs. Kong, the new Suicide Squad movie, Dune, they're all going to be released on the same day uh, at home as they are in movie theaters? Well, you know, guys, I got a lot of degree. I got an economics degree from Western, and my law degree tells me to read the fine print all the time. And so this deal only applies to the U.S., first and foremost. Uh, so it doesn't work in Canada. It doesn't work in the rest of the world. Second of all, when I spoke to the guy at Warner's, the reasoning was that the U.S. is the one that's the most unstable when it comes to how many theaters will be open, what's the synergy, you know, what's... How many across, you know, is it going to be 50% of theaters across all states or whatever? So I think what they've decided to do is try and continue accentuating the war they have against Netflix. Where everybody's trying to have their own streaming platform. Everybody's trying to keep their content for themselves once they're out of theaters. And I think Disney's shown that if you offer movies... Uh, for free on your platform, movies that you would be willing to pay 15 bucks to go at a movie theater and see, well, then maybe you'll sign up yeah. um, for, their plat- for their service, right? The real question I think we're going to have to ask ourselves one day is, how many $10 uh, a month are we willing to pay for 12 months a year every time to have how many different TV stations or TV uh, supplying uh, uh, streaming services. Right, because right now you're, you're jumping around. It's like, okay, what do I want to watch? And you spend four hours going Amazon, Netflix, Disney, and before you can watch anything, it's uh, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, Netflix crave. Uh... This has to concern you a little bit. It has to concern theater owners in the United States that uh, the movies are going to be given away on these streaming platforms the same day that they come out in theaters. I mean, they're not even given any sort of buffer. Oh. I, we always use this example for the L.A. guys. Is if I'm going to the Staples centers in L.A., in LA I'm willing to pay 200 bucks for Still and Dion, but I'm not going to pay 200 bucks for Billy Joel, right? Because, I mean... Ouch on you know, Billy Joel. Hell, hell. Uh. Well, no, I mean, I, mean, I mean, you know, he's... Hopefully he's Billy's no not listening. Not a fan of Uptown Girl. Well, we are talking to Vince, who is, you know, he's Mr. Movie Theaters in Quebec. We got to remember where he's from. <laughs> Right. No, but it's not only that. What I really was, I look, I got to be honest. I love Billy Joel. I mean, I have a whole. No, I know what you mean. Well, well what, put it so this way. Fun. Would you pay 200 bucks to watch a recording of a Celine Dion concert? Absolutely not, because there it's a go. completely different experience, right? That's, that's right. And that's the whole thing now. The whole idea is as much as 
streaming is convenient and whatever, what it doesn't offer you is the experience. It doesn't offer you the sexiness. I mean, it's not really that cool to say to your wife or, or to, yeah, let's call it to your wife or to your husband that you live together and say, hey, honey, you want to go on a date tonight? We're going to go in the living room and we're going to watch. <laughs> The same thing we do every night. Well, I'm happy to hear you say this stuff, Vince, because, uh, you know, we don't want the movie industry, the theater industry to go anywhere. I love going to the movies. It is. It's an experience. And uh, And after being confined, uh, after being confined for nine months, right, you you don't mind if I tell you, okay, you can go out now, but it's better you just stay home and watch more movies on TV. Everybody's going to want to get the hell out of the house as soon as we get that vaccine. And hopefully that's the light at the end of the tunnel. That gets us back into your theaters. Uh, Vince Guzzo from Dragon's Den, Guzzo Cinemas. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you coming on the air. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts and we'll keep talking.